0: Hello, my friends. Summertime is on its way. That means warmer temperatures are going to be here before you know it. Are you ready? Don't let the hot air sneak up on you. Call my friends at American Heating and Air Conditioning today. Dusty and his team have over 35 years of experience on their side, and they can resolve any heating and air conditioning problems that might come your way. Call 918-336-9171 today. Don't delay. Call 918-336-9171 american heating and air conditioning you're listening to the northfield radio program where faith family and culture all collide with the biblical world there is a war that's raging for the hearts and the minds and the spirits of men and women and you and i as christians are on the forefront of that battle the question is what will you do Hello my friends, welcome to the Northfield Radio Program, so excited that you're here with us today. Um, as always, I want to say thank you to our friends at Outpost Coffee. We love these guys, they have such incredible caffeinated beverages. Check these guys out, outpostcoffeeco.com. Um, guys, have you ever just wanted to quit? Have you ever just wanted to just give up? Deep down, you're like, man, I want to try to figure out how to make it. I want to try to, I want to keep pressing forward. I want to keep doing the right thing. Second Thessalonians chapter three, verse 13 says, as for you, brothers, do not grow weary in doing good. Guys, I'm telling you, the world in which we live is crazy right now, and there's so much Adversity. There's so many trials, there's so much insanity right now. And on the program today, I have author and speaker Rachel Wojo, and we're going to talk about walking through life when it's difficult, walking through adversities when things aren't going uh, the way you think they should. Um, She is an author and a speaker. The name of her book is One More Step, Finding Strength when you feel like giving up and let's be honest the world in which we live right now everyone feels like they're they need to give up to some degree and man i'm telling you this is when we don't need to grow weary in doing the right thing and so rachel's story of how she just walked through adversity and how her faith was actually refined in the fires of trials and adversities i really think her story is going to encourage you all today so Enjoy this conversation with Rachel Wojo. Welcome to the Northfield Nation. Rachel Wojo, how in the world are you doing?
1: I'm great. How are you today? Just
0: doing great. Doing, doing wonderful. Um, how, how are things in Ohio?
1: Ohio is a little strange right now, um, <laughs> at least in the metropolitan areas, We are experiencing a lot of um, COVID effects and aftermath and... Um, We've had about of rioting that has really hit our city mm-hmm. hard. Our downtown looks like a war zone. Oh three. man! Um, it's been a little clean up, but it still looks really rough. And so, uh, I do live in the suburbs. I'm not right in the middle of that, but I think there's. Um, it's just a strange time to be living here in uh, metropolitan area in ohio
0: (laughs) i couldn't i mean we i'm we're in oklahoma and our town's a decent size but we have not had any of that kind of stuff so it's been oh man i i do not envy that (laughs) for sure
1: yeah i I grew up in a small town um in west virginia and so um i've always enjoyed city living or suburb living suburban living um, this is the first time uh, honestly in my adult life where I've been like hmm maybe that small town's not such a bad idea
0: after <laughs> <Right. all." laughs> absolutely um, so Rachel I want to I want to just start you you're an author you're a speaker you've been on focus on the family you've been on several different national radio programs and I, I'm gonna Thank you so much for coming to to just talk to us for a little bit. And I want to just sort of kind of get a 30,000-foot view of who Rachel Wojo is and how you, you know, launched this ministry and and how God's using you to minister to ladies across America.
1: Well, I appreciate the opportunity to share. Um, I have been at this quite a while, and I um, just really walked through one step of obedience at a time as far as, you know, it, it sounds kind of like I've arrived or something <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> to other people and they're like, Oh wow, she's been on television and radio and she has a book and that all sounds lofty. But the truth of it is that um, I just humbled myself before the Lord and asked him to show me one step after another, what to do literally. And um, started out way back. Um I had one baby in my tummy and four more um, who were <laughs> just keeping me super busy. And the Lord asked me to write a Bible study, put it on my heart. And so at the very end of the day, um, when I was just too tired to keep walking or do any more, my little ones were in bed. I wrote out that Bible study. Mm. And I walked through it for six weeks with my local um, ladies in my church group said, Hey, I'm going to host a, a small group study in the summer. And it's on the life of, of, um, Hannah. And I would love for you to come alongside me. And oh, wow. so they did, and we did a four week study and wrote it all out. and I pretty much gave it back to the Lord and said, okay, I did my part. And he said, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, that began the journey of blogging way back on a blog spot blog.
0: Mm, yes blog um, spot yes what
1: that is out there <laughs> and um eventually just asked the lord to show me you know throughout the years of of trying to follow in steps of obedience to him what he wanted to do with my life and mm-hmm. it was never real clear cut it, it was all pretty muddy and I'll, um most of it is just me trying to stay as close to the lord as i can to know what the next thing was so i'm honored that people are attracted to my ministry, not because of me, but because of what God is doing in the hearts yeah. of the people as they consistently read his word and learn how to have a personal relationship with him.
0: Awesome. Very cool. So you, you've you had some some tough times. I mean, the, the scripture says in James that we should count it all joy when we encounter trials. And, and your story has got a lot of a lot of trials and a lot of adversity in it. Um, do, you, do you mind just, just sort of unpacking some of the adversity and how your faith was refined through that adversity?
1: Sure. I grew up in a wonderful Christian home, and my parents um, had me in church the very first Sunday I was born. Literally was mm. born during the weekend that Sunday I was at church. I just grew up going to church, you know, with Three times a week: Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Um, around age 10, a Christian school became available, and my parents um, put me in Christian school. And I wound up graduating from that Christian school, and just had a very, you know, small town experience with um, a lot of folks loving on me and helping me grow up in the Lord. Mm. And I went off to Bible college, and I never really, um, I. I want to say that my heart was in the right place. But to be honest, if I'm perfectly honest now, looking back, a lot of my faith was based on the folks in my church or my parents, Mm -hmm. or I didn't have a super strong faith of my own. And I landed in Bible college and learned a lot of God's word for four years. Met a young man who was um, intending to be a youth pastor. And I wound up at his church teaching in a Christian school. So it was a very full circle moment for me. One who had grown up in church and attending a Christian school and then to be able to begin teaching in a Christian school was just a full circle moment. But I, um, I just, you don't always expect things to happen the way they do. And I certainly didn't expect. For um, the young man, the the young preacher that I married for him to suddenly decide not to go in the ministry after we were married and eventually um, after four years figuring out that he had been having an affair Mm -hmm. and that was just so devastating for me because I was a a very naive um, Christian girl who trusted him fully and um, the devil just walked, walked into our lives and and stole the marriage away from us. And so I became not only um, divorced, which was completely unexpected. You know, it's not something I ever dreamed of, or would ever think that I would follow through with, I became divorced. And I, um, in the meantime, in those four years, I had a special needs child. And she was very bubbly, sweet, sweet girl. Um, just couldn't ask for a sweeter, more um, precious girl as far as her sweet spirit and her Mm. lovely personality. She brought a lot of joy everywhere she went. But I wound up the divorced single mom Mm. of a special needs child, and it was just not a place that I ever thought I would be. And so at that point, I think, is when my faith actually began to grow. It actually began to blossom into God and I knowing each other on a level that we had never known each other before because I was angry yeah um I was angry and yet I talked to God all the time I don't know if anybody else sure ever no, does yeah. that, but it was like I knew that he was my resource of strength but I also was frustrated and trying to work through what had happened to me and why it had happened and um in the midst of that I also lost my mom to leukemia and my mom was my best friend I mean when I got married she was my uh, matron of honor Mm, and um, I just remember her saying don't you want one of your young pretty friends to stand up there with you and I said no I I want you I want you man I want you mom and so she was my very best friend and to lose her um, was just you know i I can't even express um, how much of a loss that was because she's just such a rock in our family, and really the personally the best Christian I have ever known, as far as someone who intentionally lived out what she was reading and what she was learning in her personal and spiritual growth, yeah, and through her own Bible study, she just um, had it, such a strong faith, so you know I'm I have to say that the Lord has blessed me beyond measure. Um, My special needs daughter wasn't without a father for very long because the Lord brought Matt into our lives. And Matt and I have been married for over 20 years now. Wow. We um, have God's blessed us richly with five children. In addition to his Tiffany and my Taylor, we I have five more children, and God has just graciously blessed us. But I will say that it has not been an easy journey. Our, our beautiful Taylor um, only lived to be 22. She actually passed away. got took her to heaven about a year and a half ago, mm. January 2nd of 2019. And so when you say that I have experienced a lot of adversity, yes, yes, disease, um, discouragement, depression, watching your, your own child die, Uh, walking through the loss of your mother, all of those things are, um, very difficult parts of my story and very difficult parts of, of many stories of people who are walking this earth. And it would be, um, you know, if it were not the end of the story, it would be a very sad story, but to be able to tell you all of the things that God has done in and through our lives over the last 22 years, I can't even begin to tell you just story after story of, again, how I just took one more step of obedience, and God blessed in so many ways, and it is with joy that I serve Him today, even in the midst of COVID and the national pandemic and not being able to understand what is happening in this world, we can rest in his control and know absolutely. that he's got it all in
0: his hands. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Um so in in the midst of all of these things that have taken place, has has the adversity has it seemed to amplify your faith, or has there been moments where you've just said, Man, I I I always want to check out or, or is it has it been more of mm-hmm. <laughs> where where I think do you landed would say both yeah I,
1: th- I think that based on what i've heard of your testimony as well pastor that we we would both say it's both of those you mm-hmm. know yeah um it, it is life is hard but god is good yeah and so when we hold to both of those truths you know we have to hold on to the but especially that god is good because mm-hmm. um you know bad things happen to good people people, and that is hard for us to wrap our heads around. We won't ever fully understand a a lot of what happens on this earth while we're here. But the promise of heaven, you know, I tell my children that I don't think that we'll have a lot of questions when we get to God. You know, I've heard people say, well, when I get up to heaven, (laughs) the first thing I'm going to ask God is, why such and such? Or why did he, you know, why did he make this this way? Or... You know, I've heard lots of folks say that before about questioning God, and I hold on to this thought that when we get to heaven, our minds will be like His, and we won't have any more questions, and so we won't have to ask those questions because we will already know the answers, but until then, we have to hold on to our faith and know and trust Him fully that He has all the answers, and that when we get to heaven, we'll... Will
0: grasp them in the same way that he does. Amen, amen. So you've written a book, and just about all of the the things that have gone on in your life. Tell us a little bit about how you came about, or how the the idea for you to to, to write this book came about.
1: You know, I believe that the Lord um, calls people to write. <clears throat> And I know that he called me to write. And one night, many years before I ever even thought I would be writing a book, I wrote down some specific statements that I believe the Lord laid on my heart. And I should have pulled out my little notebook here that has those statements in it. <laughs> I don't have it on my desk at the moment, but I, um, you know, the statement sort of went like I believe that the Lord has called me to write for his glory
0: mm.
1: and that I will do, I will you know, take the steps that I need to in order to um, make that happen in order to obey him. And so, um, those statements, you know, it's a list of four or five statements along that line. And anytime that I questioned, okay, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? Because this is way hard. <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> this is
1: harder than what I thought it would be, you know? And, um, The process of writing a book, I think there are tons of people who have books on their hearts and Mm -hmm. have, you know, words on their hearts that they want to get their messages out there. But understanding how to do that is really ambiguous. Now, it's it's a little more defined in this day and age because there are so many options and so many virtual options. And really, it's just a matter of figuring out what, what your goal is with that book. But for me, you know, I'm just this no-name, you know, one of nine kids who grew up in almost the most illiterate state in the Union, you know, in a, in a small town. And I just feel like God plucked me out and said, yep, you're the one. Mm-hmm. Like, it's Gideon or Moses. Yeah. You know, I'm the least of these. I'm the least of my tribe. I'm the least of and And God was, God was like, nope. that's no excuse you're the one yeah and um so i he opened the doors step by step for me to be able to walk through that process and the truth is one more step is a book about finding strength when you feel like giving up and when i first set out to write that book i had no intention of sharing my personal story yeah i was not how i proposed the book to the editor I'm acquisitions editor. That's not how I presented the book idea to my trusted friend who recommended me to an agent. Um, That is just what happened when I began to write about the topics that I knew God was having me write about. And my personal illustrations of my own story were what I knew the best. And so that is what I shared and just felt like that sharing my mama's heart or my wife's heart um, in those situations was really the most authentic and sincere way to explain that God had actually lived the scriptures through me.
0: Yeah. Would you say, you, uh, when you first thought about sharing your story, were you nervous about doing so because of, uh, I guess, just oh, fear? absolutely.
1: <laughs> no, of course. I think, I mean, if anyone said they were not nervous, I would question their integrity. Right, right. right. Because everyone has some some nervousness, and Mm -hmm. I remember the first time that I actually shared my personal testimony as far as what I believed God was doing through my daughter Taylor, working in my heart and in the lives of our family and community, I remember that um, our worship pastor had asked if anyone wanted to share their testimony, Mm. and it was my first yes. It was my first yes to saying, okay, Lord, if you want me to share what you've placed on my heart, then you'll give me the opportunity. And this opportunity came up and I said, Hmm, guess that one's it. <laughs> so I, um, told the, I remember going home from that service and emailing the worship pastor and, and just literally pouring the sentences probably weren't even cohesive, to be honest. I just poured it out in this, you know, email vomit of sorts that, you know, this is what God was doing. And that I felt that I should be sharing it. And, I remember um, he originally was looking for multiple stories, and I thought that there would just be these snippets of stories that were shared throughout the Christmas program that he was intending to have as a testimonial. And instead, it wound up being mine was the only one that was shared. Oh, wow. It was very astonishing to me that um, it would be isolated in that manner. I will never forget the first time that... Um, the Christmas program was aired, and one of the families who came was a doctor and his wife. They never attended church, rarely. They were asked by a neighbor to come to the Christmas program, and so they did. Yeah. And he filled out a decision card at the end, accepting Christ as his Savior. Wow. And I just remember reading the words on the card the worship pastor shared with me that he wrote, in reference to my testimony that um i could not believe the depth of that woman's faith that if she could believe god in that way after everything that had happened to her then surely i needed this same god wow those were his words in regards to sharing my testimony and i think that when we're brave enough to actually walk through the opportunities the holy spirit gives to us in the midst of fear that is when God's strength shows up through our weakness and he just blesses it. He just blesses it beyond measure. In that four-day program, there were 42 people who made decisions for Christ. Wow. And this is just, you know, a, a suburb church that really, um, you know, doesn't have a huge influx of people or anything that God just worked. And just making ourselves willing, even when we, don't feel professional, even when we don't feel like we necessarily have the the um, talents or the skills that when we make ourselves willing, he provides all of the rest.
0: Yeah, absolutely, amazing. So you you've been doing mini, women's ministry primarily, and what for for wives and for moms? What do you want to? What's the main thing you want to try to relay to them? What do you want to 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 speak to a mama's heart or to a wife's heart? What do you want to relate to them?
1: Well, I think any woman, um, regardless of whether they even are a mother or a wife, I think that my um, emphasis is that over the years, there were a lot of times where I did not have um, a good, solid pastor who loved me and was was preaching God's word to me every week. Mm-hmm. There were times where I didn't have a husband who Loved me or appreciated, you know what I was, how I was trying to live. Um, there were are times where your children don't really, honestly um, appreciate because they're too young or immature, or they're just not, their hearts are not right with the Lord. And so, above all of those relationships, as important as I believe them to be, there has to be a connection with the Lord God Almighty Himself that you have that is stronger than any of those relationships so that when people let you down, your hope remains in God. And in order to foster that, you've got to spend time with the Lord and you've got to be in prayer with the Lord and reading his word. You can't have a relationship that you're building. If you're not spending time investing in that
0: relationship. Amen. Absolutely. Well, um, in our just our we got a couple minutes left here um are you i like to try to give some to have something fun are you are are you a sports fan do you have any favorite sports teams or anything <laughs> anything uh what's something interesting that that someone doesn't know about you that you're like Meh, nobody knows this but I I'm I'm about to tell you
1: <laughs> <laughs> well let's see i'll give you a nutshell one i do I do love sports. I love to watch my kids play sports. I love to watch my daughter play volleyball. But I'm really missing the Cleveland Indians right now. (laughs) I'm just really missing baseball. Right. Have been for a while. So I'm excited to see some professional sports get back going here in the midst of this virus. Um, I tell this embarrassing story because um, I want people to know that I'm definitely not perfect. And so this small church that I'm working for right now Before COVID, I started about three weeks, and I'm helping them throughout this season. They have a little fish tank in their office, and when I started, they have five fish. All very healthy fish, mind you. And, um, well, it's been a few months, and we're down to one. (laughs) (laughs) And I would just like to say that I am not a fish killer. Okay, (laughs) I'm not. But if it does not talk, it may not get fed. I'm just saying. So...
0: Well, I'm not. I, yeah, my I, I've never been really great with fish. My mom used to have fish tanks at our house, and I I was horrible with with fish, and and we went through. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So I. Yeah, I'm,
1: I just need a buzzer, or I need. Um, yeah, I need something that tells me to make sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And anyone who hears that would say, Why don't you just set a phone reminder? <laughs> That would probably be work. It really would, except that maybe there's a part of me that just doesn't consider them to be that important. I don't know. I mean, I do love to watch fish, I right? Do, but I don't know. I like it's, it's to eat fish. So laws.
0: as long as it's fried, though, I, I, that's the only time I want to eat fish is fried. <laughs> so I can't. I can't do. My wife likes baked fish. You know, all the other kind of stuff. But man, I. It has to be fried. That's just that's my my personality. <laughs>
1: Well, well, maybe there's a, maybe there's a whole other element there because I am allergic to seafood. Oh, well, so there maybe we go. It's like this. I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. If somebody's interested in finding out more about you, Rachel, how can we get in touch with you?
1: You can always go to my website at rachelwojo.com. Um, my email is rachel at rachelwojo.com. And the name of the book that we mentioned, traditionally published, book like we mentioned, is One More Step. Finding Strength When You Feel Like Giving Up, and it can be found on any retail website.
0: Awesome, awesome. Check it out, rachelwojo.com. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for coming on the program today. Would you dismiss us in prayer?
1: I would love to do that. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Lord Jesus, I thank you for today. I thank you for this ministry, Lord, for Caleb, for his heart for you, for his um, ability to multitask in so many ways. For his wife and family who are committed and dedicated to the ministry sacrifices that it takes to serve you well. And I thank you for First Baptist Church. I pray that you would bless them, Lord, in this season. I pray that you would um, bless this radio show, Lord, Mm -hmm. that the words somehow that I said that they would all be from you. And that even when they are heard, that although they're pre-recorded, we know that your Holy Spirit is at work that your your word is alive and active and that you can take this and use it beyond our imagination. We pray that you would do that. In the name of Jesus, we pray these things. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you so much. This program has been brought to you by DSR, a technology company that has been investing in Bartles of Families for over 35 years. DSR, we deliver technology.